Today's episode is a recording of a webinar hosted by Angelika Lemke as part of the training she offers to her students for their professional development. Angelika's guest was the lovely Giovanna Franklin, who is an expert in gemstones, and in this episode, she shares a group proving she did of the gemstones Citrine and also Green Aventurine. Angelica and Giovanna have both featured on this podcast twice each in the past, so definitely go and check those out. Angelica is also the author of the book Healing Complex Children with Homeopathy, and our clinic here in Perth has sold close to 100 copies of this book just in the past year. It's an incredible resource if you have children with complex health issues like ADHD, autism, and pandas, so do get in touch if you'd like to purchase a copy, as we do still have some left. Giovanna is the author of the book Gifts from the Earth, Gemstone Remedies in Homeopathy. And we'll have a link for this wonderful book in the show notes. My clinic manager, Amy, recently bought a copy of this book and brought it into the clinic to show me. And it is absolutely gorgeous. So I hope you enjoy the recording and um, let me know what you think in our Facebook group, Homeopathy Hangout Podcast. Thanks for listening. Hi, everybody. Thanks for coming on. Today, we have with us UK-based homeopath, Giovanna Franklin. And like many women who become homeopaths, she came to homeopathy to help heal her own son who had an autism diagnosis. Giovanna studied classical homeopathy, the sensation method, Banerjee protocols, as well as nutrition and naturopathy. And she also has a strong interest in gemstones and has written the book Gifts from the Earth, Gemstone Remedies in Homeopathy, which is available on Amazon. And today we're going to talk about the festive nature of gemstones since we are three days before Christmas. Um, we're just hitting winter solstice um, and Giovanna, as well as some of the people online today, um, took part in new provings on citrine and green adventuring. So um, we're going to talk about those provings and um, some of the other people who were in that proving um, will share as well. So thank you for coming on, Giovanna. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah. So when you first proposed to talk about these provings um, with the group, I had this feeling we should do this right before the Christmas holidays. For some reason, the word citrine and the image I had of citrine and green adventuring, I thought about Christmas and you responded and said, Yes, gemstones can have a festive nature to them. Please explain. Let's talk about that first. What is it that can be festive about gemstones? Okay, well, first of all, the physicality, I would say, of gemstones. They sparkle, they're beautiful, and they glitter. And so that's the first thing that attracts everybody to them in the first place. Um, from the homeopathy point of view, there's always a polarity. So you can have uh, gemstones like ruby, which, you know, everything has the, the healthy state and the pathological state. So the healthy state of ruby is fantastic. It's lively. It's passion. It's love. It's blood. It's um, life. Basically, it's the color of life, the color of wine, the color, you know, and it's uh, and it's all of these things. And so that's definitely the festive side of it. There's also tradition that goes with gemstones, particularly 
precious stones. Think about amethyst. Amethyst has always been the color and the stone for religious festivities. And so we have Advent before Christmas and the color is purple. And the bishops are still wearing a big uh, whopping amethyst on their finger. So, you know, these there are definitely links between religion, spirituality, and medicine when it comes to, to gemstones. Way, way, way before, I mean, we're talking about thousands of years old. Um, we're talking Ayurvedic medicine um, way before Christianity. It's as if there is something ancestral within us that recognizes the the power of of these gemstones at uh, at every level and so i think that's where the festivity comes from and then in particular i would say not because i've just come out of the proving but i would say of all the gemstones i have encountered citrine is definitely the most joyful the one that in in health just it's it's joy it's pure joy if i had to give like a keynote <laughs> for citrine joy that's, that's beautiful. I should just put up a picture of citrine so we can take that energy in. And that is the energy of the holidays that we want to bring in. And in the holidays, we are around family. Can you share a little bit more about um, the energy that can come in from gemstones for healing that kind of collective or that family, that ancestry that, you know, sometimes we have to meet relatives on Christmas or on the holidays that we don't usually see and we have issues with. And, you know, it's, it's, it's something we sometimes like to avoid being with the awkward relatives, but it's really an opportunity for us to heal old patterns and to, to see what's there. Can we talk about that with the gemstones? That's, that's actually very true. Um, and I would say, um, Things that help us ground ourselves, that help us um, take away the negative energies, like lack of obsidian, for example, um, or jet. Um, every anything, any gemstone that can help us, and and it, it depends on what we're talking about, because if it's just about okay, I need to, you know, get together and that uncle really annoys me and I don't like his politics and I don't know. So if we're talking about kind of light superficial things, yes, that's that's enough. Things like, you know, uh, obsidian or jade, things that get us maybe more insulated or more grounded and more balanced. Um, when it comes to, if we're talking about healing family trauma, or we're talking about like deep karma. So we're getting together with the family. We know there are secrets, perhaps. We know that there is hidden stuff that we don't want to talk about it. It's very painful. Um, then we can go deeper. There are some gemstones that are really, really more intense, more deep, like amethyst, for example. Amethyst goes into the DNA, um, literally. Um, some of the symptoms are, you know, DNA, liver, uh, liver meridian, so impurities, both physical on the physical level and on the psychological level. 
so definitely I would think about something like that. Emerald is a very deep healer, um, particularly um, to open up because this is a time when we want to forgive, when we want to get along. And an emerald is really, it's kind of similar to Nat Muir, but different in the sense that Nat Muir keeps going on about past uh, unpleasant memories. Uh, whereas emerald is completely shut down. And emerald is green and the heart is shut down. The heart chakra is hard and it's closed off. An emerald remedy can really help open up and deal with deep wounds that go back to you know, the past, the childhood and different relatives. And it's also interesting, and that, that's true for, for all remedies in homeopathy, that sometimes one person, it takes one person in a family to take a remedy and everybody else can feel that kind of energy, that vibration, and it can heal, it can help heal others without even taking anything. So I was thinking about that. Like you have the, all the family together. How do you bring that energy into the whole family? Like, do you put the, the remedy into the, the water jug or can you take the stone itself and put it in the centerpiece of your table? You know, these are these things it's intentional, or you could do an immersion. You could take the stone itself and put it in your water jug, things like that, where you're you're, you're knowledgeable about what that stone brings. You're intentionally bringing it in. And then there's people who do make grids with stones as well. Can you talk about the different ways that you can dose a stone or bring an energy of a gemstone into a family? Well, the easiest way, I, I'm often actually get asked this question. So it's particularly for certain stones like shungite stones, that gemstones that help with detoxing that are um, very um, popular at the moment. And there's so many ways. You can put it in water. Um, for example, shungite, I have a chunk of shungite that I keep in a jug of water with lemon slices. And that, that's where I drink from all day long every day so that's one that's one way you can wear it um if it's big enough you can just put it in a particular point in the house and it's also i'm not very knowledgeable about this but feng shui is definitely uh, a science i would say and if you know um and sometimes if you have pets for example i was told that um, the in ancient times people would make a bed, would put a bed wherever they saw, they would see the animal go to, to sleep because animals have this instinct. And so that would be the good place for humans to put a bed in. And that's how they, they knew basically where to put their, their, the place of sleep, which is really important. So if you have any knowledge of that, definitely it's important to combine that and put in stores. But when you use gemstones in that way in that physical way I find that they need to be a bit bigger <laughs> if you want them to have an effect that kind of pull energetic pull. so homeopathic you can have the energetic effect with just this tiny minuscule dose you know less is more but if you want that full effect this is why I think you go into some new age places and then they have these huge pillars of you know, amethyst, you know, to get that full amethyst yes. effect, you yeah, need like yeah. that tall pillar. Whereas homeopathic, you can bring in the vibration of it 
through the water um, by dosing. Yeah. That's but the great. other thing is also, you know, sorry for interrupt, but sometimes when you go homeopathic, the effect that you have can be amplified, but also very different from the physical. We saw that with Aventurine. I was really, really uh, astonished uh, by, by what we experienced because, you know, the, the actual stone is one thing and then the proving gave us a completely different picture. So sometimes... And maybe it's the way that homeopathy really amplifies and goes way deeper compared to the physical. Well, let's talk about that. Let's go into these proving. So you had a perception of what green adventuring was, and then you organized a proving. And I'd love to hear a little bit about how that proving was organized because you had people in different parts around the globe. So I'm curious how you did that, how you organized it. Um, so I got this idea, I can't even remember why, I was doing a proving and it was about September. And then I thought, okay, so I put it out there on my uh, Facebook page. And so some people responded and came on board. I didn't know who I was going to, to get. And also um, I knew that if I was going to do it, I wanted to do it in October because remember in October, the 25th of October, we had that partial, we were like between two very strong eclipses. And so I decided to start uh, at the beginning of the Scorpio season and it was in between the two solar and lunar eclipses. So there were very strong energies and I thought, well, we might as well use these energies, harness them in some way, you know, like ride the wave and see what comes up. Um, and then what I wanted to do as well was not just do like um, a meditative proving, which is what Peter Tuminello did, which is absolutely fine. I wanted to make it fun as well for people, um, for all of us, really. I wanted to have fun with it. And so I thought, well, you know, we can't really triturate stones very easily because they're kind of hard, but we can make immersions. So let's do that. So let's do everything. Let's do immersion. Uh, so first of all, it's important to when doing the proven to take stones that are untreated as much as possible because when they're treated they're heated the molecular structure is altered and so on so natural and uh, and i picked citrine and aventurines because i had them in the house they are quite commonly available they're not expensive to to get um and then so i thought okay let's do that let's do an immersion so i gave instructions on the first session let's do Immersion for 24 hours in distilled water, exposed 24 hours at the sun, at the moon, whatever the weather, and then use that water and mix it and do a 50-50 water and alcohol um, mix. And that would be our basic, basically tincture to, to start from. But I also wanted to um, give all of us the freedom to experiment. So if they wanted to meditate with the piece of um, gemstone, um, one of the provers was actually wearing it. She was guided to put it in a bra and wear it during the day. Absolutely. Do your own meditation during the day as often as you want. Take the tincture as often as you want. Just write down what you do and what you feel. And then we got together the following week, and we would do a meditation together. And it was a meditation with the music, a particular music that has a particular frequency. And 
so that my idea was that meditation, a group meditation is more powerful than just meditating by yourself. There would be things that we would see, visions, and, and in the collective, even as a distance, it's incredibly powerful. So it was a very, very, well, I, I, I had a lot of fun. I thought it was a great bonding experience because some of the things that came up were very deep and very personal in some cases. Um, and so, yeah, so this is how they or, we organized it. I wanted to, to be free. I wanted people to feel free to live with the gemstone and the remedy um, in the way that they, they felt guided to. And I was really lucky because the people who participated in the program were incredibly, incredibly sensitive. Um, I, I am not that sensitive. I like to think I'm kind of a facilitator, but uh, I don't have that level of um, sensitivity, that, uh, that vision. So it was, it was very, very powerful. It was amazing. So tell us what came, what, what was your vision of green adventuring? We could talk about each of them individually, um, mm -hmm. green adventuring before and what, what came up? So green adventuring has this, I mean, if you Google it, it has this reputation of being the, uh, the stone of good fortune. Uh, it brings you good luck, um, happiness and business. Um, so it's a, it's a good stone, and I've had my green adventure in. I held I've held it beside me. Um, I got good vibes <laughs> from it. I really liked it. And then we did the proving, and when we did the proving, we did the proving after citrine, and and uh, it was uh, it was a complete. Um, we we all felt very tired. First of all. Um, very um, almost depressed. It was a very, it was like a downer, especially coming from the high of the citrine, but it wasn't just that. It was really, really, um, it was not a happy, happy stone to the point where we were supposed to um, take the, uh, the elixir for a week. And I felt so um bad on it I didn't want to do anything I was very um despondent uh apathetic I didn't want to work I didn't feel like anything had any anything was worth anything uh, I felt really bad I wanted to stop taking it um we had uh dreams all of us we had dreams about crowds for some reason and they were very anxious dreams um, and it went towards a very, very deep and very dark uh, direction. It went into the direction of dreams about lost children, abducted children, um, abuse. Um, I, I, I would never have thought we would have gone down that route with, with adventuring, but mostly the physical symptoms that we all got was tiredness, lack of energy, um, and really feeling like nothing matters, really feeling ungrounded, sleepy. Um, and the positive thing about that was that one of the provers gave the 
the elixir to her daughter who normally has trouble sleeping and she slept really well with that. And so we thought perhaps if you are, if your sleep is unbalanced or if you have, if you're like a stromonium kind of type and you're having nightmares, night terrors, very highly strung, that aventurine will definitely calm you down. It will slow you down. But if you are not, if you're already kind of imbalanced, it will drag you down, really drag you down. Um, and then there was this, definitely this theme of uh, children, lost children, um, this abuse. That was, that was very dark. It was very, very dark. So that was a surprise. That was a massive surprise because you will never see that when you when you Google, you know, crystals, you know, when you go into these websites, um, crystal meanings. Aventurine is the the stone of good fortune. That's that's why it's called aventurine. It's um, good luck. Yeah, online it says green aventurine provides strength, confidence, courage, and happiness, renewing one's optimism. So, you know, with homeopathy, and, and this is, again, the difference between a more of, you know, a crystal new age approach to gemstones, which is often just looking at the positive pole. In homeopathy, you get the negative pole. And so it's that negative picture that you're going to treat that person who is, um, is despondent, lacking in motivation yes. to bring it back. Yes, kind of like opium, that kind of apathy. Like, I don't, I don't care. I, it's not going to make any difference. I don't, no emotion. But inside, I mean, my, my experience was that I really felt this is not me. I'm not usually like that. I'm not liking this. Um, I want to stop. I really wanted to stop. It, was, it wasn't pleasant at all. Would that change going to another level of potency? Um, well, there was one, um, one prover uh, had a radionics machine and she did uh, 200C, um, I believe. And again, it was, it was a good remedy for um, getting a good night's sleep for someone who really doesn't normally sleep, like a good sleep without dream, like complete comatose almost dream. But um, going to a higher potency, that provokes uh, a kind of worse reaction in terms of going into that theme of abuse, sexual uh, sensation. Um, it was very, it was a very, very personal, um, very, very dark, very difficult uh, proving for one for one particular prover, um, and so there is something. I, I we felt that there was something that should be explored further, but we didn't really feel that we wanted to. There was something really scary, really dark that um, would perhaps take someone more brave <laughs> or with more time to um, to explore because there are definitely some dark themes um, there. And, and did this clear up once you completed the proving? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And Pam, 
was in that proving. Is there anything you wanted to share, Pam? Um, I, I'd just like to say that um, you asked some good questions, Angelica, like at the end of the proving, did that, did that remedy state lift? Um, so I had to, um, I had, I dosed citrine again at the end of that to, to lift myself up out of that remedy state. And um, I also, I also dosed uh, atomic radiation to like have my, my soul like return back to my body. Um, it was, it was a very ungrounding, very deep ancestor, like a, like almost an astral travel, ancestral travel remedy. Um, I think that it, it goes very deep back into ancestral lines, whether you've experienced things today in your, in your present uh, time here today on earth. Um, but I think it goes back generationally very deep to things that you may not be aware of today. Which, and then this is something we're seeing in these times that we're in as well. Uh, this very, you know, these, these couple years of COVID bringing up all of this kind of ancestral karma on national levels and personal levels. And so, and then this is also when gemstones have come to the fore in homeopathy, because the way that I see gemstones is that they really help us with the, re the structuring that's so deep that it's hardened up, that we've crystallized in, in our structure um, and that we need to kind of break those structures open and that's what gemstones can do. So for you, Pam, I mean, is there a benefit of going that deep to those places? I mean, you're a kind of a, an explorer of energies and so um, it's not like you're new to this. Um, what, what benefit do you get from going to those deep, dark places that are unpleasant uh, on an everyday level? So that's, that's really like the brilliance of this is that, right, you want to look at how, how can this benefit us today? And so what I saw very clearly is that, so there's an energy and there's a message to be revealed and um, it just wants to speak to you. So some of the benefits I think of um, adventuring would be, I was the one that I gave it to my daughter who is, was a stramonium child, had night terrors since birth. And um, she slept very well on it and requested that it stay in her room for a whole week. Um, the stone itself, she you know just wanted it in her room. Um, she slept very deep without nightmares. Um, so one of the things with this remedy, it's almost like a drug state to where, like if you have a racing mind, like what could be the benefits? Like if you, if, if you have a monkey mind, racing mind, um, you, you can't get to sleep, you can't turn your mind off. Um, I think there's a benefit in terms of just letting everything go and you're just asleep. Um, Another thing would be that if you are, it's like a, a natural depressant. If, if someone is again at a hyperinflated state, very hyperactive, um, it is a very natural uh, numbing um, depressant. If you need that, this is a natural way to get it. Um, like someone who's in a manic state. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. Um, I think another issue, like as Giovanna mentioned, with the um, the sexual 
there, there's definitely an element of sexual trauma and sexual violence. Again, whether that's part of your story today, it could have been part of your ancestors' story that you're not aware of. Um, we we felt really strongly it was more along the maternal lines, the uh, like sexual violence or sexual trauma, and I. It felt to me like you asked, what could be the benefit of this? Um, I felt like anyone who perhaps is, struggles from infertility, um, who has pelvic floor issues, um, anything to do with the pelvic region, um, it, there, there was definitely an opening um, and like a breeze, uh, a feeling of uh, oxygen and opening and lifting through the pelvic region. So I know a lot of women struggle with that. So you wouldn't necessarily have to have this deep, dark history to benefit um, from this remedy, but definitely, um, you know, female pelvic, pelvic floor uterine um, issues, I think would benefit. Mm -hmm. So if there was a chakra associated with this gemstone, would you say like root sacral? Yes, very, yes, absolutely. Red root chakra, uh, second sacral chakra orange yes right, right. oh because are there different colors to adventuring or is it always green uh, no there's different colors there is blue adventuring as far as i know so that's why i specified um green adventuring right and so what makes adventuring adventuring uh well it's uh uh silica uh, again, so the basis is always silicon, and the color is always given by uh, the different minerals that are mixed in. Um, so it's a semi-precious stone, so it's not particularly hard, and it's not particularly rare, and that's why it comes in a variety of colors, because it always depends on what kind of uh, other minerals are mixed in. Yeah, I mean, it reminds me of the stones that that my daughter would pick out, you know, when she goes to the gem store and they have all the little gems, you know, in baskets and kids can kind of pick them out and they're more affordable and maybe they're calming for kids. Um, anything else before we move on to talking about citrine? You already touched on it, so I'm really excited to hear more. Um, let's see. Um, there was dizziness in terms of physical symptoms. There was dizziness, um, inflammation. Um, I think there was somebody's chronic wrist pain came back uh, during the proving. So um, we talked about the affinity with the rooter state in that sense. And like Pam said, the pelvic area, uh, uterus. Uh, so Staphysagria, for example, um, can be a comparison or maybe can work well with. Um, so yeah, that's, that's it. Oh, there was a, there was a weird um, connection with time. The dreams that we had, we all had different dreams, but the themes were all about crowds, this unsettling feeling and time and clocks. Uh, and we don't know why, basically. We couldn't really figure out why. Um, like I had, I had a dream where I was, uh, I was in 2019. 
I knew it was 2019. Like I had traveled back in time and I was lost. And I was on a, on a train platform at the station. There were loads and loads of people. And I was trying to get out. And I was trying to go back to 2022. <laughs> um, and there were other provers who had dreams where clocks and time were skewed. Or there was an emphasis on time and dates. But I don't know why that would be. That was interesting. Is that something in gemstones in particular? Because there's this kind of timeless quality to them. I have not seen that in any of the provings for other gemstones. I haven't noticed that. Uh -huh. So that was really, that was quite interesting because like I said, we all, we all had different dreams, but they all had, we all had these particular themes. Amazing. So, but I don't have an explanation. Okay. For the time issue. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I put some images up so we can just kind of experience it just by looking at the stone. Amazing. Okay, let's move on to citrine then. Um, put that up. Yeah, so, so it sounds citrine like citrine was the opposite. Yes, so it's like unintentionally, purely by, you know, by chance we picked an upper and a downer in terms of uh, remedies. So citrine is definitely an upper. Citrine is beautiful. Citrine is Christmassy. I think everybody could have citrine and should have citrine just to feel kind of happy. <laughs> it's like, I don't know if you're into Harry Potter, um, <laughs> but uh, if you remember when Harry Potter get that, gets that little remedy, the Felix Felicis, the liquid gold, uh, where everything goes well, you take that remedy and everything goes your way, Every, you feel happy, you feel confident, you know, that's citrine. That's absolutely citrine. It's absolutely beautiful, the joyful energy. So my first reaction, and actually everybody else had a version of the same, was that I had this impulse that I had to clear my cupboards. I had to clear my wardrobes. I had to do a big clear out, a big decluttering of the house and clean, 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 <laughs> which is not like me at all. And everybody else had the same or a version of the same, like doing a project to start a project, but a project for working for the family, do a home project, fix the home, do something for the whole family together. And there was this sense of activity, this energy, let's do this, let's do this. There was one prover who got beautiful, beautiful expression, the get shit done remedy. Let's do it. Let's just get this done. And it was great. It was absolutely, it, feel, it felt great because normally, yes, I do do things. And, um, but it's, there, there's always a kind of, I must, I must do that. Oh, come on. I have to, I'm more, a little bit more with a kind of effort, with a kind of, Okay, and I've got a deadline. Let's do it. No, this was joyful. This was yes, I want to do it, and it's and it feels great, and I've got more energy, uh, productive energy. So uh, family matters. There was a very very interesting connection with money. So citrine, if you yeah, if you look on uh, if you Google it, yes, it's uh, the good luck. It's uh, also the the gemstone for um, business you know, to get good luck in business and trade. Um, well, it says that it, when I look at 
look it up, it says that the, the yellow color comes from iron. And so I would think iron is very much about having energy. Um, and yes. it is very much about work, you know, getting the yeah. work done, getting the job done, um, you know, maybe doing it easily. When you, when you need ferrum, you kind of have to push your way through things. It's exhausting. But, you know, when your mm -hmm. iron is kind of at probably this like crystallized, beautiful level, then you just maybe have more of that that energy to get things done. That's a very good point. Yes, definitely that, that energy. So yeah, and we definitely felt, and also because of the color, the, the solar plexus definitely came from, from there. There was this, this joy. Um, and the money, the money came in the form of, if you have money blocks, uh, they go away. They totally melt away. I think everyone's about to buy themselves a citrine really ring or necklace. Or yeah, a lot of us have got money blocks, right? Like, yeah, you know, you feel, you feel guilty if you if you treat yourself. If you you want to buy something, you know, you go shopping and then you feel guilty about what you bought because it's too expensive. Oh my gosh, can I afford it? That went away. That disappeared. There was this thing, yes, I deserve it, I'm worth it, and I'm going to treat myself. And then there was one prover who doesn't have money blocks. So she's actually, she has a very, very balanced attitude and relationship with money. But she had this interesting dream where she was at a cafe with friends and uh, she was going to uh, treat her friends, you know, with coffee and cake. And then she was looking at the menu and the menu was like, you know, a cup of coffee was $300 and the slice of cake was $300. And she was looking at the manual and was like, well, and her husband in the dream was telling her, you crazy, you cannot get this, you know, did you see how much it is? And she was saying in the dream, well, you know, I've already promised my friends I was going to treat them. And so that's okay. So still the, you know, the link with money, but for everybody else, it was about, no, I'm worth it. If I want that thing, I'm going to get it and I'm not guilty. I'm not feeling guilty about it at all. So that was beautiful. That was really, really liberating, really liberating. Um, so, yeah, self-indulgence, feeling successful and the focus as well. Everybody felt more productive, more energized, but also focused, really, really focused. And one of the provers actually said, it's like homeopathic Adderall really <laughs> makes you focus when you're not, when you have that issue of feeling, you know, scatterbrain and not, you know, concentrating that, that was really, that was really beneficial. So we thought, okay, what about ADHD perhaps? Um, and um, yes, and decluttering this clarity and this, um, a sense of personal power personal power, but not in um, not in an imposing sense, not in the sense of prevarication, but in a sense of this is me and I'm happy with who I am. And if I want to try new things, I can, and I can, you know, I can do beautiful things. So it was very empowering, very liberating and empowering, very uh, playful, very Leo. This is something that really came to my mind, very Leo spirit. Uh, and Leo is solar plexus and 
you know, the color yellow and the heart um, and this sense of power, but in a playful, childish almost way, beautiful, really. That's why I think it's the most Christmassy gemstone of all. <laughs> um, really, really. Oh, we were so happy. Christmas Day because you're buying presents <laughs> for people. You can probably give more generously and maybe receive more generously, you know, as well. You know, you, sometimes we resist nice presents given to us because of our money blocks as well. Um, and then we get to clean our house. I mean, it sounds like this is a great stone for any time of year, though. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I think everybody should should try it. To be yes. honest, because it gives actually that's true as well. Because when you don't have these blocks, when you clear the path, so you declutter physically but also uh, mentally, emotionally, so you clear the path, and that means that you're open to receive. Mm -hmm. So when you're giving, you're open, and that means, yeah, the good stuff is also coming to you because you're open. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be nice to have one of those, like like a stone that would be helping with the balance of giving and receiving, because I feel like you often have those people who are good givers and not good receivers, and those other people who are the takers. <laughs> you know, maybe Citrine would help with that, you know, re rebalancing that. Yes, definitely, the boundaries. I would think so, yeah, because there are people who give too much because the boundaries are weak. And so they let themselves be maybe exploited, for lack of a better word. And this really gives you that, that power. Like I really felt, I literally felt like I was radiating beautiful, light, powerful, happy. <laughs> That's awesome. Pam, do you want to share uh, anything of your experience um, in taking citrine? Yes, citrine, it's just as Giovanna describes, it's pure joy. Um, I think it's really important. Um, a lot of people coming into Christmas or the holiday season are, they might be worn out, exhausted or overwhelmed um, with the current virus situation. A lot of people are very concerned and worried. Um, so coming into the state, citrine, it's just an instant upper. It's just pure joy. Um, I experienced a lot of self-love taking it. I found that the remedy radiated outward. Like you, you asked like, oh, how should we dose this? Like at a Christmas party or with family? Um, it radiates, I think more than, a. it radiates the most out of any stone I've ever taken. Um, I did send it to my daughter who was out of state in college. I sent it to her radionically. And she called me up the next morning and said, whatever you gave me, it made me feel really good. I feel like I can accomplish anything. I've been laughing, happy and giggling all day and having fun. Um, and she said that that also occurred to the people who were around her as well, um, who I did not send the remedy to. So I think that it radiates, radiates into the morphogenetic field um, so easily and joyfully. Um, I saw a lot of, um, I heard just in passing through people in crowds and buildings, I heard a lot of women complimenting other women, lifting other women up. Like I would hear snippets of conversation as I was just passing through my day. 
Um, it was really quite beautiful. I heard other women say, I'm so proud of you, or look at you, you did this. Um, I saw a lot of love between people. Um, I was in the grocery store and I was just, you know, looking through vegetables and had a spontaneous conversation with just two different women in two different aisles of the store. And one of them, as she left, just said, I, I hope that you get everything that you need. And to me, I just thought that was like a blessing from a stranger. I just took that like up into the universe. I just thought that was such a beautiful thing for a stranger to say to me. Um, so it's, it's quite a heightened state. It radiates out very easily. Um, I also felt like I, I spent more money <laughs> than what I had planned on, but it's more of a sense of, um, gee, it's, you know, I, I deserve this. I, um, I, my juicer was broken and I would never go to Whole Foods and pay $12 to have someone make a juice for me. But so I just went and did it joyfully. You know, there's no, um, thinking about it later and having that, you know, being negative to yourself. Um, let's see a lot of spontaneous self self-talk. My heart was just glowing. I, I told myself that I loved myself a lot. Um, I, this, this message of loving yourself and being proud of yourself. I, I not only heard it around me from complete strangers, but I found, I started saying that to myself. So that, that resonance is, is very deep and powerful with this particular remedy. Um, a lot of gratitude, a lot of love, a lot of getting unstuck, um, a lot of family togetherness. I, I gave it to my husband and we were doing all our errands on a Friday. We were in a bank and he started making jokes and laughing so hard that every person in the bank whom we didn't know were laughing with us you know, in a time when everyone's standing in line with masks on. So it just radiates out and is able to lighten the mood. Um, there's no planning, there's no intention to try and do that. It just, it just happens. Um, the, the getting unstuck was a really big issue. We did a lot of family projects together, a lot of repairs, um, many tasks in one day that you'd usually save just one task a weekend. We, we did it joyfully and happily and had fun with each other. Um, just a lot of celebration. It just felt like a celebration and rewarding yourself in a healthy way. Um, and again, just the way it radiated out, like you were surrounded by that tribe of joy and uh, self-love and complimenting. It was, it was quite beautiful was really quite beautiful. Wow. Amazing. And do we need that nowadays more than ever? Um, and so what potency would, would, would you guys um, recommend if someone were to get this from Helios, for example, and to take it to kind of achieve this quality of increased productivity, clearing money blocks, joy, better confidence. Giovanna? Um, I did, I felt all that purely from the, from the elixir, you know, with the mother tincture, but uh, Pamela did do the um, radionics and uh, we, we've, I think that 1M 
was the best because you did try the 10M, didn't you? And that was a bit too much. That was a bit too, you know, you were flying off and the <laughs> it was a bit ungrounding. Yeah. Uh, so 1M, definitely. The 1M would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I second what Giovanna says. You can get benefits just from the stone itself um, and then you can potentize it. I found 1M was the sweet spot. And um, let's see, I think there was something else with that too. Um, yeah, 1M was the sweet spot and, and that's correct. So a little higher than that. I think there's more to discover if you go higher, um, but to just stay on that sweet spot was, was really valuable and anything up to 1M works. Um, the one thing I would caution is I wouldn't take it before bed. I wouldn't, uh, I, I slept with a stone <laughs> a couple times. And I, I wouldn't recommend that. I mean, the energy becomes so palpable that um, I think you'd want to save it for daytime. Right. And what about just other physical effects? It sounds like increased energy is one. Um, is appetite improved since it's kind of at the solar plexus? Um, I found it really helped with digestion issues. Um, I, I drank the elixir and I also put the stone in my stomach. Uh, I felt it um, did really well with digestion issues. Okay, wonderful. Anything else to add? Opening. What's that? Um, opening of sinuses. Mm -hmm. And um, there was one prover who had chronic shoulder pain and that disappeared. So, you know, things in terms of inflammation, inflammatory states. Awesome. Yes, uh, Mallory. Hi, yeah, I did the proving too. And I just wanted to add in from the ancestral perspective, when we took the citrine, I felt like it cleared generational poverty and famine. So anything ancestrally that was kind of like in the line, it felt like those blocks kind of opened up um, and it wasn't like a burden to carry anymore. Like all of a sudden the family system had what it needed to heal those financial traumas. So I just wanted to add that in too. Wow. Amazing. And anything else, um, Mallory, from just doing the provings as well? I mean, you do family constellation work. And so you have that extra awareness of how those remedies can kind of go in and treat a whole system. Anything you have to say about that and maybe gemstones in general for treating whole family systems? Yeah, so regarding the adventuring, I was the one, um, and Pam, we both felt a lot having to do with lost children, sexual abuse and sexual violence when it came to adventuring. Um, I, you know, it was a heavy energy to be in, but I definitely think it's worth, it's worth exploring. It's worth going further with it because I think it can help heal and unlock quite a bit. I think the container would just need to be longer. Um, so that's what I have to say about adventuring. And then just going back to citrine for a moment, not from an ancestral point of view, but from a personal point of view, it's just, it's just the best feeling. It's so uplifting. It's such a good stone to connect with, especially if you're having issues with self-worth and confidence and being in your power and living your purpose, like having guilt around that. I think especially for moms, it's going to be really important because 
being a mother and then adding special needs on top of it, you often feel like your entire life has to be a sacrifice to the well-being of your child. And it often works out that way. And um, I think that this stone could act as a great balancing act to maybe bring back the ability to prioritize yourself as well. Um, so yeah, so I just want to mention that too. Wow. What a powerful group of provers you were able to get Giovanna. And yeah, I think I lucky. I mean, yeah. And that's the beauty of intuitive homeopathy as well as, you know, attracting in people who have that natural intuitive sense and then want to explore homeopathy um, and are open about it, you know, and, and um, I love the community that we have together. It's, it's so um, encouraging and, and we build each other up and I'm so grateful for that. Um, what's next in terms of your continued, will you continue to do more explorations um, in stones, gemstones, Meteorite. So at the end of it, we had so much fun that uh, uh, we talked about, hey, can we do this again? <laughs> um, and so, yes, we. Um, I'm going to start another proving um, on the 12th of January. And this time, well, I asked around, so um, possibly Moldavite just to see Moldavite is incredibly powerful. And I was thinking other tech types or meteorite adjacent. So the tag types are these, um, they're really glass basically, but the formation comes from the impact from a meteorite. So there is this extraterrestrial element, there is the violence of the impact, there is all this molten rock that then crystallizes and, and becomes, turns into this kind of glass. And so there's a lot of powerful, elements in there that can that can be quite a powerful combination and moldavite in itself just as a as a stone as a crystal can be incredibly powerful in crystal healing and it's become incredibly popular um, lately and i think there is a reason for that we are more and more uh we're, we're looking more and more outward you know towards the galactic basically um maybe because you know what's happening on earth is so horrible quite frankly so we kind of like beam me up but um but yeah there is definitely this uh sense that the galactic is open to us there is definitely physically it, it is a reality that the magnetic field the magnetic shield around the earth is coming down, there is more possibility of communication with the guys. So basically there is the side guys that we're in is definitely um, more uh, outward looking. And, uh, and I think tactites, and tactites also deal with, because of the impact, the violence of the impact. And so we're talking trauma, we're talking healing from, from trauma, from, um, all the stuff that we've been going through, uh, separation and uh, trauma and uh, stuff that has been brushed under the carpet, that it's coming out and we don't necessarily know how to deal with it. And so I think these, these stones, even though technically they're not gemstones, okay, but they can really help us. I think that can help us. Yeah. Yeah. Um 
notwithstanding that the meteorites have radioactive elements and have that actinide, explosive, you know, apocalyptic, you know, and the, the, yeah. the, re, the restart of a whole new, you know, biodiversity destroying, you know, one set of life and creating a whole other set of life. Um, and so I, I did research long ago and I found um, a pharmacy in Germany that had something like 30 different potencies of different sorry, 30 different meteorites, tons of meteorites. So I'll have to look for that again, because I think it would be really interesting um, to, to find that. And I think finding the genuine and not the fake is always a, a, something too. You want to get the genuine Moldavite. I have taken yeah. Moldavite once in high potency. I have it in a, a very high potency and um, it feels like like you put, put, uh, press the restart button. Like you've like wiped the memory. It's like wipe memory, start over. And it, if you're completely ready for that, it's okay. But for me, I wasn't, and it was really unsettling to have that. Um, like it was like an absolute reboot. Um, and I think that's also the, just this feeling in our culture right now, it's like, oh my God, we need a reboot. And I was explaining how I was watching this movie, um, Don't Look Up. Um, I think that's what it's called. It's it's about a comet that's about to hit the earth. It's so funny, but it's so much in our consciousness right now that, um, that we might need a reboot. Um, and so maybe instead we can do a very deep meteorite proving um, to upgrade us. And I, I, I would love to help out with that one, so. Um, we had one more question here, um, and some of the practical questions we'll leave for later, but this is a good question. If you take both the stones and wear them, and, and this is the idea of maybe doing grid work with stones, how, what's the alchemy of bringing stones together for different parts of the body, or um, it sounds like maybe one would cancel out the other. Um, so the question is just wondering if we have both stones with us at the same place with opposite effects, what happens? Hmm. Um, well, we have to try, I have to try and see. <laughs> I haven't tried like consciously to do that. So I couldn't, I couldn't really answer that, but it's a very, very good question. And I think, why don't we try and see what happens? Mm -hmm. And it's the idea of kind of, you know, are you going to have a synergistic effect? Maybe you have an all new effect or is there a canceling out? And this is, you know, the trick in homeopathy because we love singular remedies and, and, and dosing one remedy mm -hmm. at a time because it gives us that understanding um, versus combo remedies, but combo remedies can also be powerful in their own right. Definitely. So um, yeah, yeah, we need to kind of go into our intuitive self and ask us what's most needed, you know, and something that I've done um, was uh, just kind of finding what it is that I want to heal. What is it that I need to um, maybe create a formula around? And I would picture it and, and really create that well-rounded understanding in my mind and the picture of what I wanted to heal and then ask my intuition, my guidance, what do I need to bring in? What's important? And then I would scan down lists of gemstones, of plants, animals, minerals, 
And, and I would sometimes these gemstones would come. These gemstones are part of our consciousness, this universal consciousness. Um, and so, you know, we might not have the most detailed proving, but we can still bring them in. When I was making some combination formulas, like sometimes citrine would come up or rhodonite would come up and I didn't know anything, um, but our deeper intuitive self does. Um, so um, just a reminder of that as well, is that we have that, that capacity within us to intuitively select these gemstones. Notwithstanding, you can just have like a bowl of gemstones, which a lot of people do, and you can, you know, feel around them and pick one and, and hold it. Is there anything that you do with your gemstones to maintain them, Giovanna, since you're like a gemstone person? Like, oh, yes, I do. I, I do wash them. Um, let's say maybe once a month. Um, just wash them in running water. Just leave them in running water and then, you know, uh, dry them. And then uh, put them out in the full moon, just on the, on the window ledge. Um, so that, that just basic, basic maintenance, but yes, and they, they need to be loved. So, yeah. You know, one of the things that I did, um, with my citrine, I had a chunk of it is, and this is just totally subconscious. I don't know why I did this, but I put a fish tank in my house as part of a feng shui. And I put the citrine chunk in my fish tank and this fish, his name was fire. He lived forever. <laughs> And everybody said, why is fire still alive? And I thought just now I was like, well, maybe I, you know, I didn't clean his tank a lot. He got fed like here and there, you know, it was like kind of a miracle that he stayed alive it was maybe because I put a chunk of citrine. I also put a chunk of amethyst in his, in his tank too. So I think he got some, some good energy from that. And so there's so many fun things that we can do with these gemstones. So um, I think that kind of completes today, um, unless anybody has any other questions or comments. Um, and then, you know, I think we should make some citrine ornaments for the tree. Yes, Pam. I'd just like to thank Giovanna. Um, she bravely put together a group and I'd like to thank Mallory as well. Um, she put together a very safe container for us to work together and get to know each other better. And to really explore, she gave us guidelines, but she really let us explore and then come back together. And it was a really nice synchronicity of like minds, um, of geeks who really want to explore gemstones. And it was just a beautiful experience. And uh, Mallory, Giovanna, I just thank you both very much. Thank you. Thank you. And I would love for that to kind of be a space that we continue to hold on some level as like a kind of a proofings group that that upholds um, discovery and curiosity, but also the energy of the collective as well. And it sounds like choosing these two remedies was really about that, um, you know, both the, the dark and the light. And so, um, yeah, if meteorite is next, I'm on board. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I'm really grateful for the, the people who participated in the program. I was, like I said, I'm super lucky because, yeah, yeah it was a great, it was a great experience. So that was the, the main thing, you know, to have 
yeah, to have fun, but also to bond and to share because this is where we're going. We need to we need to share. It's the Aquarius thing, and um, yeah, well, and open. And the more we share, the more we receive. Like the citrine uh, taught us. <laughs> I'd love for you to um, intuit um, maybe an animal remedy, maybe a bird, um, because birds are so much about intuition. Um, to maybe do, just think about it. Um, because we're doing the animals in the spring. Oh my gosh, you know, I do have one. Um, I think it's probably been done, but I don't know, magpie for sure. Okay. Yeah. Because they're, 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 they're talking to me every day. I mean, seriously, the, the tree, I call them and say hi in the morning and they come and there's loads of them, loads of them. I feel like they're, telling me something they have so such an amazing energy to bring the bird energy is also very high <laughs> and intuitive and sees top down and I would love to bring that energy into the the school of intuitive homeopathy into our group um and so yeah sure if it's magpie magpie would be fun um so just a <laughs> thought just an idea um, wonderful. So I'll end the recording. And of course, thank you so much for the richness that you shared today and happy holidays, everyone.